for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello and welcome to Living Life. I'm so glad that you decided to visit us as you make it a priority to pause and to reflect on God's Word. You know, as a father, I get this question a lot from my children. They'll ask, how long? And for instance, uh, when I ask them uh, to read a book or to spend time on things other than TV, they'll ask, how long do I have to do this until they get their free time? Or if we're traveling somewhere, if we're on vacation, they'll ask, how long until we get there? Or what I love the most is when I ask them to give me a massage and they'll ask, how long do I have to do this for? Uh, you know, I can't really blame them because of their impatience, because I struggled with that as well when I was their age. And oftentimes the things that we struggle with physically is often translated uh, as well spiritually. And uh, we'll see here today, as we look in this chapter, the question of how long is because the duration of what you know, King of what David was going through. Oftentimes, we think in the same way as well. We think of it as time, as from point A to point B. We wonder how long this will last. Uh, but hopefully, we'll get a new perspective as we look into God's Word and how we can see things through God's eyes. Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. So one of the things that we'll notice here is David's despair uh, in this chapter in Psalm. And so he begs the question, how long? And this is repeated at least four times in this chapter alone. Uh, now, when you see this question, um, how long, uh, what comes to mind when, in, when you're addressing God? Uh, what is it that you ask God the most in terms of this question? Uh, I know for me personally, when I ask God um, how long is in terms of uh, when my father will get saved, uh, you know, praying for his salvation because it's been over a few decades now, uh, most of my life has been praying for my dad's salvation. Uh, and the reason why I get so anxious is because uh, I see my other friends, and I see people who pray for just a short time and seeing their loved ones um, getting saved. And so that makes me question and ask myself, am I doing something wrong? Or why is God not answering my prayer? 
what makes me so different from them. Uh, and so that's often the constant internal struggle that I go through when I see others and I compare myself to those around me. And so that's something that I believe every child of God questions. We come before God and there's often an area in our lives where we ask the Lord, how long uh, blank, you know, whatever it might be, it's catered to you, it's personalized for you. Uh, it might be an area of suffering. It might be, uh, a, you know, something that, an answer that you've been looking for for so long. Or maybe it's a direction that you're looking for. And you ask God, how long do I have to wait until I get a response uh, from God? And so oftentimes when we hit our lows or when we hit our highs, we think uh, it's, you know, how different can it be than David's? And when we look at David's life, we see that he's hit a lot of lows and also a lot of highs. And I hope that this would give us comfort knowing that there's someone who has struggled, someone who has gone through similar emotional roller coasters that we go through as human beings. And David here, he's speaking out of emotion and asks the Lord, how long does he have to, uh, does he, will he hide his face from him? So David feels like God has abandoned him. He feels that God has forgotten him and has completely uh, forsaken him. You know, the same could be said of Jesus. You know, when he hung on the cross and he cried out, he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we see through David, through Jesus, that so many people have begged this question to God, you know, why, where are you when I needed you most? But God has not forgotten us at all. The Bible tells us just as a woman doesn't forget her nursing child, so our God will not forget us. Uh, so we need to learn to balance things in our lives when it comes to our emotions. You know, some people, they totally ignore their emotions and think that it's not related to our faith. It has nothing to do with our relationship with God. Uh, but we have to remember that God has given us emotions and feelings because those are what God feels as well. He goes through anger. He goes through joy, uh, just like we do, but in a different sense. And so feelings are a gift from God. So we need to be careful that we are not ruled by our emotions and our feelings too. Uh, so if we allow our feelings to rule our lives, it can lead to a lot of problems. And so feelings do not always believe in reality, and they can affect our judgments. Uh, so therefore, we should not trust our feelings completely uh, because they can waver, they can go back and forth. Uh, so it's okay for David to express his feelings, but uh, we should never accept them as reality of our feelings. Uh, so the reason why David was so discouraged uh, was because he took counsel in his own soul, which led to sorrow in uh, his heart daily. So the idea of worry means that we are focusing on meditating on our problems. And we know that when we do that, it can lead to anxiety. It can lead to depression. It is often a downward spiral. 
Uh, rather, what we're called and told to do is to give those things to the Lord so that we can be given peace, so that we can be released from our worries and learn to focus on what God has given to us, His Holy Spirit. He wants to give us and understand and experience true joy and experience uh, life everlasting. And that is where we need to be. That should be our regular response to the Lord. Uh, so whatever problems that you are facing, do not try to solve them on your own, uh, but rather learn to give those things to God because He can help us and guide us through whatever uh, facets of life we are going through. So let us take comfort in knowing that He is waiting for us and that He wants to take that away from us so that we can focus on Him and Him alone. I know how painful uh, suffering and questioning God can be. And, you know, it's a different story if we, knew, if we knew the timeline, if we knew that there was an eventual um, end to, you know, the, the date and the time of when things will end. Uh, you know, my kids, uh, when, when they were in school, um, every day uh, my youngest son would mark an X on his calendar uh, when the day was finished because he was looking forward to his summer break. And I know that for a lot of us, if we knew when our suffering or when uh, God would answer our question, uh, it would free us from a lot of anxiety. But I believe that it's God does this on purpose so that we can hold on to Him rather than counting down the days that we will learn to count our blessings and learn to put our trust in the Lord who has our best interest in mind, that He wants to see us flourish. He wants to see us grow. Uh, and the only way we can be able to get to that point is if we learn to turn to Him rather than to ourselves. So let's learn through this example as we lift this up in prayer. Uh, let's come to Him together. Uh, Father, we thank You for this reminder. And we ask that as we ask this question, how long or we believe that Your answer is right there for us? So help us to be patient and help us to be abiding in you every step of the way. So we love you, we thank you, and in Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen.